Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, hello and welcome to the Backpacking Podcast, the only podcast where Jeremiah uh, can get away with smiling like that and nobody cares because they can't see it. So, uh, Jeremiah, I have to say, this has been fun, man. This is season two. We are, uh, what, four episodes in? Is that right? Four I don't know, man. So many, I can't keep count. Um, and, and we've had some really cool guests, but today marks a huge, huge thing for us. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. This is our first female guest on the show. Can you believe that? We're doing it. And we went, we, we pulled out all the stops and we got a, a YouTube megastar. Absolutely. Part of our show today. And a West Coaster. A West Coaster. Yeah, because we had some complaints about that. Yeah. That we haven't had enough West Coasters. Yeah, Even we're discriminating. We on here, you know, and he's pretty far out West. Not West enough. Apparently. Not West enough. Yeah. So today though, we have... I am going to do my best not to hurt your name when I say this, <laughs> but we have Franziska of, of Hike, Oregon with yes. us today. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Well, we're glad to have you on here. Um, we're excited about just talking to you about what's going on. I know you're working on a book and you've become a full-time YouTuber and all this stuff. And, and so there's a lot to talk about today. But before we talk about anything else, um, one of the things that Jeremiah and I are very passionate about... <laughs> And um, we hold close to our hearts and we really, I'm, I'm not kidding. It just really matters to us. Um, what's your opinion on beards? It's a scary question. It is. Right. It is. Um, well, my husband has a goatee, um, so I can't be too harsh, but I am actually not a huge fan of beards. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, I'm hurting. The heart I know, is breaking. I know. I'm. I'm so sorry. No, I. I like the aesthetic, um, especially you know the through hikers. They all have beards. It's oh, a yeah. cool look. Um, I just. I don't know. It's not. I'm not a huge fan. Okay. Um, so your husband has a goatee. Now, are we talking? <laughs> right, and I like, don't. I don't like it. Okay. Oh, I was just really going like to ask: are, are we talking ZZ Top or Tony Stark? Like, what kind of what kind of goatee are we talking here? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, generally it's like pretty cleanly, you know, trimmed up, um, not too long. Like, I don't know, an inch maybe. Um, sometimes he'll let it go way long, and I really don't like that. Um, but yeah, generally it's pretty cleanly trimmed up. So nice. nice. <laughs> Jeremiah, we've been going through a process with Jeremiah and we're still not sure what's going to happen, but, um, you know, his wife really would like for him to shave his beard. And uh, so it's been a conversation for a while. So whether or not the beard will go and, and the verdict is still out on that. We're not sure what's going to happen with it, but uh, we'll see. But we'll see what happens. Well, so my husband actually did shave completely off for my birthday once. And I oh. was like, what the heck? I'd never seen him without facial hair. And I was like, oh, my gosh, nope. Grow it back. 
you look terrible. Wow. <laughs> okay, can I tell you something really funny? We just talked about this recently on one of our podcasts. My wife, I shaved my beard off too short one time, and she looked mm-hmm. at me and said, don't ever do that again. Yeah, it's terrible. The facial hair. It's terrible. So, <laughs> Some so, people so, just look better with it. So. That's right, that's right. And some of us are yeah. just so ugly, we need the camo. Oh, that's not face. true. I call it face camo. It's like, it hides all the all the blemishes and ugliness. Yeah. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. She got to have so. that, chi- the, get, the, get the chiseled chin and then shave it. There you go. There yeah. You go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'll, not everyone is blessed with a chiseled chin. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a chiseled nose. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there, there's not, the only thing chiseled on my body is like, Okay, nothing is chiseled on my body. I can't even come up with something funny to say because there's nothing chiseled about me. It's okay, man. I think you look great. I know you do. You're yeah. so nice. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you about um, a little bit about YouTube because a couple of years ago, I started a channel and, you know, got really passionate about it, started growing it, posting consistently. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of hear your story on what inspired you to start, more, uh, start yours because mine, I just... I was so passionate. I want to share it with somebody else. Like, this is a great avenue to do that. And then what's right. the process you've been through? Um, well, I started it. I think I just hit my four year YouTube anniversary in July. And I basically started it because, let's see, two years prior to that, I started my Hike Oregon website. And I... Basically, I knew that, you know, YouTube was becoming one of the most used search engines. And so I was like, well, I need to get on YouTube so that more people can find me and not just have, you know, just my website. So I started recording some of my or filming some of my hikes and putting those up on the channel. And then that summer I went on, did a section hike of the PCT with my family and that kind of really started my love for um, talking about gear more and also just continuing to film the hikes. So I've kind of been doing that ever since. There was a time where I got really into it and like really wanted to grow the channel. And uh, I put out two videos a week, which was just insane. Wow. wow. (laughs) Not sure how I did that. (laughs) Um, and it, I quickly burned out after that. I was actually going to quit my channel about two years ago and I met Darwin and he convinced me not to. So, <laughs> so we, we can thank Darwin for, um, my continuation. He, he's a good guy. Dar- Darwin's <laughs> just a good guy. We, we had him on the show not too long ago and, uh, we actually had to cut off our podcast cause it just, he's so easy to talk to. Yeah, and so and that, that's so that's inspirational. Cool. Yeah, and that's yeah. cool that he was able to do that for you. Yeah. Four years. That's a long time. And you're like um, past 14,000 now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how consistently are you posting to grow your channel like that? I, I think that some people like listen to the podcast and they watch. I don't know about my channel, but like channels like yours. And then it mm-hmm. inspires them to start one. So how consistent do you have to be? And tell everybody about the hard work that actually goes into it because they don't yeah. see the behind the scenes. No, it's super time consuming. And like I said, I was doing two videos a week for probably almost a year. I would say nine months. And then after that, like I said, I burned out. I took a little bit of a break and posted like twice a month. Um, 
just to kind of regain that inspiration because for a while I just was not inspired by it anymore. And I really wanted to focus more on my website and with the limited time that I had, because I still had a full-time job, I just wanted to focus more on my website. So I took a little break. Uh, once I refound my inspiration, I was like, okay, I'm going to stick to like more of a schedule. And so now I post um, once a week. So I do uh, two videos for like just open on YouTube and then two videos a month for Patreon. So I do four videos a month. Gotcha. Very cool. Let's, let's talk about your Patreon for a second because um, you actually, we, we talked a little bit before, before the, the podcast yeah. started. Um, and you had mentioned that if you're a patron and you're going to get to advertise this stuff later, but you actually do special videos only for your patrons, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, they, I know some people post videos for, uh, Patreon members and they get like a sneak peek, like a week before the video goes live on YouTube. Um, my patrons see the video an entire year before anyone else gets to see it. So next year, everyone else will get to see it, but these people get to see it like pretty much, you know, real time, basically, um, couple weeks after I've done these hikes and these, um, videos were filmed. So, um, yes, for as little as a dollar, people get to see all these special videos that I post. Well, just for clarification, so if, if somebody hasn't heard of Patreon, basically it's a subscription service that you can use to help support creators that you enjoyed their content and you want to financially support them so they can keep making that, that type of content mm-hmm. and keep up in the quality and all that. And they subscribe to you for, like you said, as little as a dollar a month. Yeah. Yeah. They can choose their pledge amount, basically, which is so awesome. Gotcha. And so... Give me, give me like uh, an example, maybe not even something that you have put on there, but like a potential type of video. And then you're saying that after that's been on there, we'll see it like a year later. Correct. Yeah. So um, I think my most recent video on there was an interview, like a Q and a with my husband and people from Patreon basically submitted their questions and, um, I did a little Q and a with him. And so that video went on there and I guess everyone else will see that in about a year on YouTube. So. Gotcha. That okay. Is, that's a really yeah. cool way to do that. I mean, you're actually putting some serious value on that Patreon because I know a lot of guys, they have the Patreon and it's more just, Hey, I support the channel kind of thing. But yours really, if uh, if someone's a patron of yours, they're really getting from your <laughs> Yeah, concept. they're getting value. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, let me ask you this. What, why backpacking? Why, why are you into it? What about it um, do you love? Um, what is it that, that makes backpacking such a big deal for you? Oh, gosh. Um, just, I think, being <laughs> disconnected um, from everything, you know, because it is my job. And even before I went full time, I did uh, marketing um, for work. And so being on the computer and connected to the internet and all that kind of stuff is my life basically. And so to be disconnected, backpacking away from everything is just, it's so amazing. (laughs) And it really um, just makes you 
like reconnect with your primal self, I guess, you know, all you have to worry about is finding a place to set up your tent or your hammock and cooking your food, filtering water. That's basically all you're doing. And so it's very, um, just very primal and kind of just very relaxing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a personal fan of just a lot of times I'll, if I'm going to get out, like we live real close to the Red River Gorge here in Kentucky Mm -hmm. and, uh, the big South Fork, which is another big recreation area. And I know for me, there's a couple spots I go to. It's only a two mile hike, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's a two mile hike to this amazing view. And I'll just take a day hike out there. And the only reason I'm out there is because I just want to be outside and I just want to sleep in my hammock. And mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's not because I want to crush miles. It's not because right. um, I want to accomplish some huge thing. It's simply just being there. And it seems right. like the more backpackers I talk to, that seems to be uh, a pretty consistent theme for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause our current world is so just like, go, go, go and hustle and, you know, crush all these goals and stuff like that. And it's really nice to get away from all of that. Absolutely. You ever, I was thinking about this. I I dread to drive here so that we can record this podcast today. And on the way, I was just thinking, you know, if I didn't have YouTube or Instagram or like any of these things to do with the channel that I run, Mm -hmm. I would consider like turning off my cell phone and putting it in a drawer for a year and just not touching it. And for work, I'm a teacher. I, I teach a high school. I teach at a high school here in um, Kentucky. And I have to like have email and that kind of stuff. But right. you ever think about just like taking a month and just not touching technology at all? I mean, I, I have. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes when I take my big trips, I assign someone to do my work for me and I just shut it off completely. And it's a really nice break. I do it about once every two years where I just take a three, four week, basically technology break. Um, and I'm, I'm usually backpacking or doing whatever. So I, I don't have the temptation to look at Instagram or whatever, but, um, just knowing that someone is taking care of my work, for me and I can just be totally removed without any stress is really nice. What's one of the trips that you took doing that? Like what kind of big trips um, are you talking? Uh, like par- section hiking the PCT mainly. <laughs> gotcha. You consider doing the entire thing? Um, I have, but um, probably a little bit later in life. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I know for me, I've, I've been on, I think I counted today. I've actually been on nine backpacking trips this year that are oh, an wow. overnight or two or three days or something like that. And as a YouTuber, typically you want to take your camera with you all the time, film everything. I've only mm-hmm. filmed three of them. <laughs> nice, dude. I, I, uh, I, Jer- Jeremiah have talk- and I have talked about this a lot. It's sometimes as a YouTuber, there's this un- unspoken pressure of you have to film your every move. And right. there are just times, I don't know if this is you or not, but there are just times when I go out and I don't want anybody, I don't want people to see what I'm doing. I just want to go out and do right. my thing and, and just enjoy it and not worry about the pressure of, am I getting the right shot or am I mm-hmm. showing everybody my ultralight cook kit right now? And am I showing everybody <laughs> my brand new ultralight under quilt or, you know, I just, sometimes I just want to go be outside. And I decided this year I was going to take a little bit of a camera break from my trips and, uh, 
So when you say you take three whole weeks, I'm not going to lie. There was a tinge of jealousy <laughs> coming from this end. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious about, I see, like I follow you on Instagram too, and you take some amazing photographs and I'm just curious what your daily shooter is. And then are you using that to record all your videos and stuff too? Uh, yeah. So for videos, I'd have the Canon G7X because um, it's small and it fits in my backpack hip belt pocket. <laughs> nice. And then for pictures, I have a big Nikon DSLR um, D750, which is humongous. <laughs> nice. And I recently got one of those nice clips so I can clip it onto my shoulder strap because before that I was basically holding my camera for years oh. and my friends are like, what are you doing? You're insane. <laughs> Why are you holding your camera? And so as a present for going full time, they all pitched in and got me one of those. Oh. And it's been a game changer. Yeah. It, yeah. It. yeah. Those, ga- <laughs> those clips are awesome. They're awesome. I'm like, why did I not do this earlier? <laughs> so were you not using trekking poles at all? No, I generally don't. Um, I'll take one trekking pole if I'm going somewhere where there's a lot of like river crossings. Uh-huh. Um, but I generally don't like to hike with trekking poles. Okay, so you, you recently went to, if I'm not mistaken, a freestanding tent, depending on the time of year or like where you're going and stuff, I'm sure. Yes. But what were you using before to like set up your tent, that one trekking pole? Uh, no, I still had, um, I, I used the big Agnes fly Creek UL2. So uh-huh. no trekking, no trekking poles needed. Same one I've for got. That. I've got the yeah. same one. Gotcha. So you just stake it out. Like one end stakes out and that's what helps support. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Do you, do you still use that tent or are you using something else right now? Yeah, I, I up well. I don't know if you would call it upgraded because it's heavier. Upgrade. <laughs> we love <Pound-wise>. gear. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I'm I'm going the opposite. I'm going instead of lightweight. I'm going like heavier. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is totally stupid. I have gotten so much gear that makes my pack so much heavier. So I'm like <laughs> the opposite of ultralight at this point. Um, but I got the big Agnes, um, copper spur because it's freestanding and that's a good one. That's a good it one. Plus it has, has side doors. Two doors. Yes. The <laughs> yes. side doors are huge. I was going to say, love them. did you feel like you were getting in and out of a dog house every time you got in your tent oh, with that fly creek? I, I hated that tent. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually on the hunt for a new tent. I've, I've been in a hammock for a year now and I've really loved it. Okay. I'm going to continue doing it, but um, I'm planning on doing a couple trips out west in the next year, and I know I'm going to need a tent for at least right. at least when I go. To, I'm planning on going to Utah next year. I was supposed to go this year, didn't get to, but I'm definitely going next year. Um, and, and I'm not taking that Fly Creek. I'm not <laughs> doing that anymore. Uh, I did a whole 323 mile trail with that, and uh, yeah, not going back to that again. Yeah, I'm not sure why I purchased that tent. I used it for four years, and nice. I'm I was over it. I'm. Plus, it, the the rain fly stopped being waterproof, and so I'm like, okay, this is a great excuse wow. to get a new tent. <laughs> now, what was it? Is it like a seam sealed with uh, like a seam sealing glue, or is it seam taped? And like, what failed? Like, what's the deal? Well, I think so. I talked to Big Agnes about it, and they basically said that the coating that they use on the rain fly 
basically disintegrates um, with UV rays. Wow. <laughs> so the more you have it in the sun, the more uh, this coating will disintegrate and no longer be waterproof. <laughs> what? So, yeah, isn't that horrible? So what Bro. you're saying is if there's somebody you're not crazy about and they're gonna they want to go backpacking with you, you give them the fly creature. <laughs> right. Well, and it, it sucks because I basic I calculated out how many days or nights I basically used this tent and it was like sixty, which oh, is wow. not a lot, right? No. And no. I'm like, how <laughs> this is like a fraction of a through hike. What yeah. if I took this this tent on a through hike and in Washington it starts to leak because it's no longer waterproof. I just thought that was kind of a <laughs> crappy response from them, but that yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why would you, they need some <laughs> research and development on that. Uh-huh, yeah. I feel like it, yeah. it should last a little bit longer for sure. But basically now that I know that I can be a little more careful with my, brand new tent <laughs> and not set up the rain fly if i'm gonna have the tent out during the day no you shouldn't have to do that like that i know i know <laughs> you should return that well i don't, I don't want to tell you what to do but if it were me i'd be like big agnes come on let me help you help me yeah, jeremiah has a great relationship with uh ultra on on shoes <laughs> <laughs> no not really like here's the thing i I'm not one to burn bridges, but bro, like if you, bro. <laughs> bro, if you, if your equipment is to design is designed or supposed to be designed to do a certain thing, and I don't want to be on a high horse or anything, but it should do that one thing. Like I, I bought some right. Ultra Lone Peak fours, and they had just come out. I actually bought two pairs of them, and I wore them before a through hike of the Long Trail. Mm-hmm. Then I took them on the Long Trail. And they blew out like a hundred miles in. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Like it shouldn't do that. No. Yeah. He, uh, it, it's so funny because, um, he got those from REI and, mm-hmm. uh, I remember the conversation that we had and it was basically something along the lines of, uh, uh, you guys need to replace these. And if you don't replace them, I'm going to be angry. And, <laughs> I'm basically going to sue REI. I'm going to sue Ultra. I'm going to smear you, do a smear campaign online. I mean, it was just like, it was really bad. <laughs> I wasn't uh, going to do all should, that. I'm kidding. No, I'm making, but they I'm making should last longer than, than 100 miles. My uh, Lone Peaks lasted, um, I think, like 150 miles before they looked like I had done a through hike in them. They, looked, they were falling apart. I'm like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> it shouldn't be right that with way. You. No. No, so, but the tents last longer, a little bit. I'm just not going to buy any more. It's like ultra, maybe like five years from now, if they have figured out, I don't know. I don't so want to complain. Is, what you're saying is we're not going to get the ultra guys on this podcast anytime soon. Bro, I'll talk to them. I don't care to tell them like, dude, your shoe's failing. And if I'm going to pay over a hundred dollars for a piece of gear, like it should last. Right. It took me, let's see. A hundred miles, and we like we're doing as many twenty mile days to start off with as we could because this mm-hmm. the trail was going to get harder. So that probably took me eight days maybe to do those hundred miles, 
if my shoe doesn't last longer than eight days, like, wouldn't that piss you off? Like, yes. <laughs> I would be a little That's frustrated. Horrible. I would be a little frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Well, they blistered yeah. my feet. Like, I got, I got the three point fives. Yeah, the one that mm-hmm. everybody hailed as the greatest shoe on the planet, and my feet. Well, not everybody. Well, I'm just saying, my feet were destroyed. Like, oh uh, man. I, I mean, I hiked in water basically because it rained when I was doing the Sheltoe Trace. The first four days from the southern terminus were torrential downpours every single day. Right. And oh. that's when I learned that the Fly Creek also doesn't vent well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one I slept in? Yeah, that's the one you slept oh, in. Oh, bro, never again. Yeah, we, it's too we, tight. We did something pretty fun. We did a gear swap not too long ago where I brought all my gear, he brought his, and we switched backpacks. Um, oh, that's cool. So, it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Terrible idea. We're never, we, we might have to do it again because everybody's asking us to, but... Uh, but yeah, so anyways, let's let's get on to something yeah. a little bit more serious. I feel like we're being mean to gear companies. I'm tired of being mean. But just Altra. Um, <laughs> just Altra. And Big Agnes. And Big Agnes. And I, I, guarantee, I guarantee neither company is having their feelings hurt. No, right they don't care. Right, um, right. <laughs> so you're writing a book. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. tell us about your book a little bit? So it is my second book, and it is going to be all about viewpoint hikes because those are my favorite. And um, let's see, I started research almost a year ago, and I've just been kind of traveling all around the state of Oregon, trying to get as many viewpoint hikes in as I can, which the window for that is pretty small, um, just because many of them are, you know, in the high cascades and the the mountains. So um, I have like a four-month window of research time. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite viewpoint so far? <sighs> favorite viewpoint so far. It's okay if you don't want to spoil it. <laughs> That's really difficult. <laughs> um, some of the ones I just went on um, in the Wallawa mountain range were spectacular. Um, the the Wallawas are called the little alps of oregon so if you can imagine little they look like the alps um like just wildflower meadows and these granite peaks it was absolutely incredible wow (laughs) i can't imagine that i had to get the book so i can just see it right (laughs) so four months that's not very long and i've never like the only time i've ever like been bagging peaks or whatever or anything remotely close to what you're talking about i assume because the highest point in kentucky is like three thousand feet i know it's embarrassing (laughs) we were out in colorado me and some other guys and um we we did two two passes roughly we actually had to turn around on one because the snow they said that we i don't know if we came too early or too late but we stayed above twelve thousand five hundred feet pretty much the entire time we were there and i was going to ask about oregon Yes. You have that kind of elevation and those kind of peaks? Like, what? It, what is it like? Um, let's see. Mount Hood is the tallest peak in Oregon, and it's um, 11,250 feet. Wow. So that's the tallest peak. And then um, that one people summit, but that's more like mountaineering. Um, you have to like, you know, have an ice axe and all that kind of equipment to do Mount Hood. Yeah, I saw that's your picture. Not ki- that's not the kind of thing that I'm writing about. Um, my book is basically going to be 
um, pretty easy viewpoint hikes. Um, I think the most difficult one I have um, is Mount Fielson, which is you can opt to kind of rock climb the last little bit, but you don't have to to get the views. Um, so most of them are doable as just, you know, anyone can go do these hikes, basically. We have you some of those have here, to too. Mountaineering experience. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah we, we have some of those places here. Hanson's Point in uh, the Red River Gorge is like that beautiful spot where you, especially in the morning, if you get up, the sunrise is coming up and the fog is lifting up from the valley mm. and it's just gorgeous. Um, yeah, you but, don't have to. Maybe I'm painting the wrong picture. I think sometimes we think that you have to be like really high in the air to get a good view, but you don't. Right. No, no. no you really don't. Yeah. That's very true. So, so when is, when is this book, what's the hope on releasing this book? How far out are we from that being a reality? Yeah. Like a year or two years? What are you, what are you looking at for that? No. Well, I had to kind of postpone. So my original hope when I quit my corporate job was to uh, spend the summer doing the rest of my research. And then I was going to release it in like late November so that people could have it by the holidays. Um, But with, uh, you know, the pandemic and all of that, it kind of pushed my travel plans. (laughs) And so um, with all that, and we had a pretty late snow year here as well. So together with the snow year and the pandemic, it kind of pushed my research off a little bit. And so I'm going to have to postpone. So my new release date is March 20th, 2021. Nice. I was going to say, we even had a late year in Kentucky. We had winter lasted a lot longer in Kentucky than it normally does. Yeah, it's odd. Oh, yeah. So it's just one of those years. But then summer has been like somebody turned the furnace on 180 (laughs) and said, good luck, guys. Yeah. Mistakes have (laughs) been made. You basically skipped spring. Yeah. 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 Spring was just rain. It's unbelievable. It's Uh. absolutely unbelievable. So is it, is the weather the main factor? Like, let's say that this was just a normal year and you had started five years ago this same research that you're doing now so is the weather or the snow like the winter coming in is that the main factor that limits your window for um, researching the book and doing all your hikes right yes so once you hit september it can be iffy you know it can be really nice and we can still have 70 80 degree days and be able to still summit mountains and or it can snow basically in the mountains the second week of September, which has happened pretty frequently, actually. It's early. Um, yeah. So if we get a big snow in middle of September, it usually melts off. And sometimes we still get nice weather in October, early November. But the windows of it being a clear day because I need clear days to be able to see the views, right? Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah, research on yeah. on viewpoint hikes, so that's kind of the issue. Is um, yeah, snow and being able to catch the views. You don't total sense. You don't have to answer this because I don't want to. Um, I don't want anybody to like steal your format or anything like that. But I have no idea. I've heard a lot of people say writing a book has been one of the hardest things they've ever done. 
And I was just curious kind of what the format would be. And is it only ebook? Can you get a tangible copy? Is it both? Like you including no, pictures of each thing? Like how's all yeah, that working? It's definitely hard copy. Um, I don't have ebooks or anything like that. Um, my first book was, it's called 52 Hikes for 52 Weeks. And it's, um, it was a completely different format than normal hiking guidebooks or mm-hmm. hiking guidebooks that I have seen. How? And that's kind of why I wrote it, because nothing like that existed. It basically takes you, are you familiar with the 52 Hike Challenge? Yes. No, I'm not. Yeah. Give me the Reader's Digest of that. I assume it's just 52 hikes to do in a year. Exactly. So it's kind of based around that. And I picked basically the perfect hike to do for that week of the year. So it's broken down by season and it's basically numbered week one, week two, week three, kind of like that. Um, And it takes you through the year. So you can basically have the perfect hike for that week of the year through the entire year. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so that's that was fun, um, but it's not. It doesn't encompass all of Oregon, mm-hmm. and so with this new book, it's going to be like most hiking guide books, where it's set up regionally, and there's five regions of Oregon, and there's going to be ten hikes per region. So it's going to be pretty equal. There's going to be fifty hikes in the book, so it's going to be ten hikes per region, so that every there's something in the book for everyone, basically. Gotcha. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. I have a question for you. I've got a question for you. Um, (laughs) It's a serious question. Why do I get laughed at? I don't know, man. You're just funny. This is what happens when I do. Um, No, but in all seriousness, um, you're a creator on YouTube. You write books. You've got a website. And you're doing all those as a woman. Do you find there are challenges that you have to face that guys don't necessarily have to when they're doing this kind of content? And if you have found those kinds of challenges, how are you fighting through those? Because like you and Amy Rout and Dixie, um, I'm re- I really love the work all three of you are doing. And it seems like this is a very male dominated category when it comes to uh, the online stuff and all of that. Uh, what's it like being a woman in the midst of all this? And uh, how are you how are you kind of tackling that and running with it? Bro, I told her, I said no deep questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, I think the only challenge (laughs) that I face personally, I think would be um, just, I'm, I don't know. And this is probably just a personal thing because I know a lot of people do solo backpack and stuff like that. Um, I find it more difficult to do a lot of these trips by myself, especially in areas that I'm not familiar with. Um, so always trying to find someone to go with me is tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do day hike by myself a lot in my area, but that's just because I'm familiar with where I live. Um, I wouldn't travel across the state and feel comfortable solo hiking and camping and stuff like that. So that's just the only thing that I face is kind of the safety aspect of it and doing it by myself. Um, And then there's always like the, you know, horribly rude comments on YouTube, (laughs) but I think everyone gets those. So I don't think that's, that's a woman thing. 
Well, I know um, some of the ones I've seen directed at some <laughs> friends of ours who are female. Uh, are They're pretty sexist. I mean, that's it seems like right. some guys think that, that because they're man, hear them roar. You know, it's kind of ridiculous, some mm-hmm. of the stuff I've, I've heard. Uh, one female oh, friend yeah. of ours, uh, she posted that she was able to get her, her pack weight down to a certain weight. And then someone in a snide comment said, yeah, it's because you got your boyfriend basically carrying all your weight for you. you How know? rude. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Come on. Was that on Amy's channel? Yes. I think I saw that comment. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. She's and, and, and the oh funny thing God. is, if anybody's met Amy, she is tougher than half the guys that backpack. I mean, Amy is she's a dude like she is tough. And yeah, like I, I met several guys that got to backpack with her in either January or February. And they all said, man, we felt like wimps around Amy. <laughs> she's out in Utah, man. Oh, dude, she's tough. strong out there. And she, she's done outdoor stuff for years. Like she's just, yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's pretty cool. So, um, another question for you. Let's talk about you're married. And, and I yeah. know this isn't something a lot of people realized, you know, that, that you were, you were married and everything. How is your husband with all of the, the YouTube stuff and, and the traveling that you do, and is is he with you on that stuff, or does he just kind of say that's your thing, you go for it? What's how does that work for you guys? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, he doesn't hike as much as I do, um, and he also has a job, so he can't obviously come with me on all of these trips. So a lot of the research trips I've done by myself this year, and or with friends, and he went on one trip with me down to Southern Oregon and we did uh, a couple hikes down there. And yeah, for the most part, he's just like, go do your thing. Make sure you're safe. <laughs> Check in with me. Um, I was going to ask if you take a tracker so that he can keep, he can figure out where you're at if he needs to get a hold of you or anything. Yeah. I have a Garmin in reach. So if I, you know, don't have service, I can message him on that, which is great. And yeah, for the most part, he's just, He's very supportive. <laughs> That's awesome. And just kind of lets me lets me do hike Oregon. So I was I was curious because um, I was watching some of your stuff. Uh, happy late birthday, by the way. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> I saw your um, your hike, and you had this annual tradition of, of trying to beat out the number of miles that you were doing before. But it's getting kind of up there. Yeah. I think it's above thirty. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> if people haven't seen this, I would love for you, John, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen this one. I'd yet. love for you to share a little bit of the story of your last birthday, huh? Because I thought that's so interesting. I wanted to share it with everybody. Yeah, it was uh, not the birthday I had hoped for. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, so yeah, every year I have this tradition where on my birthday I try to do a longer day hike than I have the year prior. So I'm up to, um, this year I was going to do 30 miles and I had picked a route on the map, which, um, it's technically called the Eugene to Pacific Pacific crest trail. So there's a trail that was built that links the town that I live in to the PCT which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But apparently, apparently no one uses this trail. <laughs> no one threw hikes to the PCT from Eugene. So um, we didn't know this. And so we basically started almost at the PCT. 
and we were going to go do a 30 mile section of this trail. Again, I thought it was pretty much downhill the whole way. Maybe I can't read math. (laughs) (laughs) Topography is not for everybody. uh, I should have done more research probably (laughs) on like, I don't know. I I had a paper map with me. Well, it's supposed to be just a day hike. That's the extent of my research was the, the paper map that I had. Um, had I looked on Google earth, I probably would have kind of been like, Oh yeah, no, this is definitely not doable. Um, but I did not do that. So lesson learned, uh, we started at one end and, uh, we were going to hike 30 miles and within about eight miles, the trail like disappeared. There's no more trail. (laughs) Was it just you? Oh man. No, no. Thank God. Someone came with me. My friend came with me. So we realized, like, no one uses this trail. The trail has basically disappeared into the woods. We're route finding, which when you're route finding, it's impossible to maintain the kind of pace that we needed to maintain to do these 30 miles in the time frame that we had (laughs) daylight hours. Wow. And um, so... (laughs) We get to a point where the tra- we can see the trail again. We're getting moving, and we're like, okay, well, we're like two hours delayed, but maybe we can still make it. You know, maybe we'll just hike in the dark for the last two hours, whatever. <laughs> but from there, it just got worse and worse, and um, it just went up and down and up and down. I think we gained close, like, 5,600 feet of elevation that whole day. And we did not do the 30 miles. <laughs> and uh, and I thought it was downhill the whole way. So that just goes to show that apparently I cannot read a map. <laughs> it's disappointing when you think it's downhill the whole way and then you get there and realize that is uh, far from the truth. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it just, it just went up and down and up and down the whole day. So at one point we're like, okay, we got to call it at the next intersection. So when we had phone service at one point I called my friend and she was going to come stop at this junction and we get to the junction uh, almost two hours after we had told her we were going to be there because the terrain was just that rough. Oh, wow. (laughs) And we also realized we looked down the road. She couldn't even get to the junction because there were so many trees down on the road. And so she couldn't even get there to begin with. So we had to walk down that road and uh, we actually got to the highway and we, you know, Garmin messaged people and eventually got a ride out of there at like 12 a.m. Like it was, it was crazy. insane. (laughs) Yeah. What, what I really like is the adversity. So you, I, sometimes I deal with this and I'm curious if you deal with it too. Sometimes I go on trips and there's a ton of adversity. Like yeah. in, in Colorado, if people haven't watched this video, if anybody watches my videos. So we got to the second pass and the snow is so deep and melted that Ugh. we pretty much had to turn around after climbing like thousands of feet to get up there. <laughs> and it makes for a really good video. It makes yeah. for a very disappointing day. But it makes for a great video. <laughs> and sometimes I'll take trips and everything goes perfect. And you're like, how do I make a story out of this? Do you ever deal yeah. with that? Well, so my videos never really have a storyline. So <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> I struggle with. <where. laughs> 
But yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. It does make for entertaining videos for That's... sure. Like my failed solo hike or solo night backpacking experience is like one of my most viewed videos because it's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this so, people want yeah. the they want the entertainment. Like I like yeah. documenting all the stuff I do too, but if I can make a story out of it, like if it was a TV show and I had a beginning, right. middle, and end and a plot. Like I still adversity. need to learn how to do that because I'm not good at that at all. <laughs> oh, I think you're doing great. Obviously, obviously you're doing great. You're not doing poorly. Let's no, you're full way. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I want to circle back since we're talking about YouTube and John was talking about these comments. So yeah. I have my channel small and I still get some negativity and I... Mm-hmm. The last thing I want from something I'm doing voluntarily just for fun is to somebody is for somebody to just come along and be a jerk to me and ruin my day. So if I read something that makes me more sad, then I will just remove it. Mm-hmm. So I never respond. Nothing like that. Just delete it. If it's really rude, I'll block them. But mm-hmm. How do you deal with it? Because we got a number of friends that also do YouTube and we all have our different styles. <laughs> and we definitely share every one of those messages yeah. with each other. So, <laughs> um, I mean, if it's like really horrible, obviously I will remove it. Um, but everyone is entitled to their own opinion. So if it's an opinion about the video or the content, I'll leave it up. Um, but yeah, if it's really mean or graphic or horrendous then I'll remove it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like Jeremiah. Bro, just delete it. You don't want it to make you I, more sad. I don't get mad or sad about it. I laugh. I, I laugh too. But here's the thing, I, I generally laugh. What, yeah. what I do for a living, I, I've always gotten that kind of feedback about stuff. It's just been, so, I've been, I've been involved in so many things in my lifetime where the public opinion isn't always what you want it to be. And so uh, when I get those comments, I just decide, you know what? This is going to be fun. I think I'm going to comment back. And I, I really find myself enjoying that. And so I, I'm almost at this sick place in my life where I think I think I actually I want bad comments from time to time. No, do I, not I, say I, that. I really do. I, I think... Oh my I, gosh, you're insane! No, no. Have you ever watched? There's, there's a there's a YouTuber and he does he does photo- videography. His name's Potato Jet. Yeah, Potato, Potato Jet, Jet. The end of every one of his videos is him sharing the like the funny comments that people make about him at the end of his video, and it's actually become this like comedy segment in his video. And I'll be honest, people leave me mean comments, and I just laugh because I all I can think is. You hated my video, but you watched it. So thank you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, you didn't like it, but you took the time to watch and you commented. Regardless of whether it's good or not, that still works for me and the whole algorithm of YouTube. So thank you. Yep. You savage. Yep. <laughs> John's got the meta game going on. I don't even I don't even care. Like, whatever. People don't hurt my feelings very much. Yeah. Except I- for Jeremiah. If Jeremiah said something mean to me, I'd probably cry. <laughs> Aww. That's false. That's not true. Yeah, well, that's true. Because Jeremiah always says mean things to me, and I just no shrink and you know, fetal position is a common place for me. So, well, um, I'm curious since you went full time YouTube, 
How big of a decision was that leading up? Because I know you said that you left your corporate job just a few minutes ago. And there's some lucrative money in YouTube, but as Vibe found it, there's not lucrative money in backpacking YouTube. Like I still work many hours. (laughs) Right. So I wouldn't say I'm a full-time YouTuber because that is very misleading. Um, YouTube is a very, very small fraction of um, my, you know, it's one of my income avenues. Um, And so it helps that, you know, my channel has grown to where it is. Um, But I will say with the way YouTube has been going the last, I would say, two years, I'm actually making about the same amount of money as I was two years ago on YouTube, which is so weird. (laughs) Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So I think something with the algorithm changed um, and the YouTube ads, probably, I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm I'm making about the same as I was two years ago when my channel was, you know, had like not even 10,000 subscribers. So, um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a fraction of my whole hike Oregon thing. So well, I was going to say, um, and, and we're getting, we're starting to get close to the end here. So I want to make sure we have time for you to kind of share some of that. What are some of the avenues that you have? What are the different things that you're doing right now? What, I mean, you've got a lot going on, it seems like. So why don't you take a moment, just kind of advertise for yourself a little bit here so people can find out uh, more information about the things that you're doing. Yeah. So my, I guess my baby is the hike Oregon website, hikeoregon.net. And for that or on there, you'll find um, basically hike write-ups and people um, go on there to research their day hikes or backpacking trips or whatever they want. And I have a members only section on there, which are the more, you know, the hidden gem type hikes that aren't like the information's not just everywhere out there on the internet. And um, so people can pay for a seasonal membership um, to access those special hikes. And I also offer um, trip itineraries. So people who want to go backpacking in a specific wilderness um, can purchase a itinerary from me. And then I basically ask them what kind of trip they want, what they want to see, what their hiking experience is. And then I um, put together a tailored itinerary for them, which is actually so much fun to do. <laughs> wow, I never would have said <laughs> that. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a um, travel agent. So, and that career doesn't really exist anymore. So, this is kind of my way of being like a backpacking travel agent. <laughs> it's really fun, um, and it's it serves people you know who are out of state who aren't familiar with. Um, the areas and that kind of thing. So, um, and then of course I also sell my books on my website, which is a, a nice um, income stream as well. And then in March, my new book will come out. So, are those self-published, by the way, the books? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just curious. Now, for your Patreon that we talked about earlier, how do people uh, how do people find you on there so that they can sign up and? Uh kind of help support you with everything you're doing because you're doing the stuff you're doing isn't just it's not just entertainment you are giving tangible help for people wanting to hike in Oregon and so um, right. it's really cool for people to be able to support you so that you can do that to continue helping 
uh, the hiking community at large. So how do people find you on Patreon so that they can be a part of that? Yeah, so it's just patreon.com slash hike Oregon. Um, and yeah, they can pledge basically as little as a dollar and they'll get some of the perks like the, the special videos and stuff like that. Um, some of my other perks are um, they'll be part of the Hike Oregon website membership. Um, one of the bigger perks is they get, I send them a book with a, you know, signed personal message and stuff like that. So. Wow. So do you ever think about um, expanding outside of Oregon or how often do you, I know you're researching right now, so you're probably keeping it pretty local, but how often do you travel outside the state to do other backpacking trips too or hikes? Well, I'm actually um, going down to the Sierra here um, this month, middle of this month. Nice. Um, Very nice. for two weeks. So I'm pretty excited about that. That has nothing to do with work. <laughs> That's purely a um, awesome enjoyment. Awesome is what that is. Purely awesome. Trip. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, just I'll film that, of course, and, and do a lot of YouTube content. But as far as like, that's not really research or anything. Yeah. Um, I doubt I'll even put any of that on the website. Um I do have some Northern California hikes that I will put on the website. And I do have some Southern Washington hikes that I put on the website as well, just because it's so close. Um, But I don't leave the state that often. I do have family. I'm originally from Germany, so I do have family in Germany. So I go visit there a lot. But um, other than that, I don't (laughs) really leave Oregon that much. Oh, okay. Now you just, you just touched on something. What? <laughs> Germany. Okay. This is out of nowhere. So did you, were you born in Germany or is you just family from Germany? Um, I was born in Germany. Yes. Really? You sound like you're from Oregon. I'll say you don't sound like you're from Germany. <laughs> uh, so, so how did you, how did you end up in the States? Um, my dad got a teaching position at the University of Oregon here in Eugene. So we moved here and then um, my parents got a divorce and my dad eventually moved back to Germany. And so they kind of had split custody. So I would live one year with my dad, one year with my mom and my mom stayed here. So she's the only family that I have here in Eugene and everyone else in my family lives in Germany, actually. Wow. Do you ever um, consider doing any backpacking in Germany or Europe or? Yeah. So I basically started backpacking when I was 10 or so. Wow. Um, so and jealous. we awesome. hiked. We did a lot of backpacking in Europe, in the Alps and in Greece and Italy. And, um, yeah, those were some of my first backpacking trips was how in, this, in how, Europe. How does this end up just being some like sidebar? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, well, I've I, hiked all through Europe and I grew up, I was born I, in Germany. And <laughs> I thought you guys were going to ask me like how I started backpacking. So I was going to like kind of talk about that, but you guys never did. So now it's at the end. <laughs> I think, I think we just, I, I think it's, we find out that a lot of other people to ask that question. So we typically don't get into that one too much. Yeah. I may have ah. threw that one out to her. So through the DMs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> maybe my fault, but that's, that's awesome. That's a really cool story. Well, I had to have her back on. So we I could know. talk about all this if yeah, you're willing. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to do yeah. that because this is, that's so interesting to me. Um, you could probably do an entire episode just about, hiking in Europe 
and, and because right. there's so many cool places it's there. So you said different. the Alps. Oh, see, a couple years ago, my first my first backpacking experience was Mount Kilimanjaro. That was my oh, first experience. And, wow. and so not that everything's been a letdown since then, but everything's kind of been a letdown <laughs> since then. And so um, I, I've, I've talked with my wife several times and Everest is off the, that's just off the plate. It's no option there. I can't, yeah, that's pretty I'm scary. not being allowed to do that one. So, um, yeah. but I would love sometime to get you back on here just to talk about the Alps because that's one of yeah. those things I would love to go hike in the Alps. I think that would be amazing. Well, and it's such different um, backpacking over there because you don't necessarily have to take a tent even. You just kind of go from like hut to hut because they have all these like um, alpine huts um, over there where, you know, because they have the cattle that graze in the high alpine meadows during the summertime. And so they have all these huts there and you can just kind of like sleep with the farmers <laughs> basically That's they'll like feed awesome. you you know you pay them a little money and they'll feed you like a great meal and then you sleep like in the you know with <laughs> with the hay basically that's amazing <laughs> like That's the great. shed you know so yeah you, you have your quilt or whatever and you just sleep in the hay <laughs> wow yeah it's pretty cool well it's definitely gonna make your pack lighter if you're not carrying yeah, a tent right. with you so so that's pretty cool. Or all the food. Yeah, you just take your lunch and your breakfast, and they feed you dinner, basically. Yeah. That blows my that's, mind. That's awesome. We're going to have you back on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's, yeah, we're going to have you back on, because we're not going to finish this in two and a half minutes. So um, thank you. Listen, thank you so much for being on here. It's been it's been a lot of fun to have you on the show. Um, yeah, thanks so much. It's It's been a genuine joy. I know for myself, I've really enjoyed it. Jeremiah's smiling, so I'm thinking he's enjoyed it as well. I want to ask her about one more thing. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> because it, you're, there's multiple people that are localized on YouTube. Like mine's not Jeremiah Stringer, Kentucky, or anything like that. But, you know, most people are putting backpacking videos out for where they're backpacking around, like their home state. And, right. um, I'm curious, since you do so much in Oregon and people are contacting you and you're um, providing these itineraries and stuff through the, the the different services that you have available and you got books and, and all this, um, it's got to be quite often that people see you on trail and know who you are. Would that be true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> what... It's only happened to me a few times, and I always think it's a little bit weird, but I try not to be awkward. How do you handle that situation? Yeah, it it can be a little awkward, um, especially when people don't say hi. They just kind of stare at you, and you're like, why why are they staring at me? Um, And you're like, oh, they might recognize me. You know, you're not sure. Um, But some people say hi. They're like, hi, are you Hike Oregon? Um, Hike Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> so you look at me going, no, my yeah. name's Franziska. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I kind of like having this like alter ego where I'm just, I'm Hike Oregon. That's awesome. Um, a lot of people don't even know my real name. So <laughs> it's kind of nice just to be Hike Oregon. Well, yeah. now we understand your name because we both, we both saw your name was Franziska and we were both just like, okay, that has to be some like European name because yeah. right. that's not, that's not like Fran. Francisca or Francesca or something like that's something you're used to seeing around it. Francisca right. is very unique. So 
Uh, <laughs> that's really cool. That's awesome. Well, that's all I had. So <laughs> we've hit an hour. I don't want to take up all your time, but uh, I wanted to wrap up with that. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. But that's all. Thank you. Cool. Hey, thank you seriously for being on the show. We really, really appreciate it. And we're going to have you on again because um, <laughs> we're going to do a whole episode about your, your European adventures. She may not want to be back on, man. Don't lock her in. Well, folks, if you're listening and you never heard her name mentioned again, it's because she said no. <laughs> so uh, that's that's how that works. Um, but no, seriously, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, we, we will definitely definitely look forward to having you on again. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, fe- folks, thank you for tuning in to the Backpacking Podcast. Uh, for myself and my cohort, Jeremiah, so glad you listened in. Uh, we'll see you next time and catch you on the next go-around. Adios. Adios.